welcome to Limitless Women Podcast. I'm your host, Pamela Salord, and I'm committed to interview powerful and inspirational women from all around the world to share with you their successful stories despite all real life circumstances in order to help each other grow in all areas of our life. everyone welcome back to another episode of limitless women podcast and thank you for tuning in my guest today is nicole villasenor a wonderful woman and great friend who is fully committed and on her mission to help and inspire others through her work nicole is the founder and designer behind conjure brand she studied fashion design in paris and found a way where she could combine her spiritual side with her passion conjure brand creates pieces with more meaningful intention and sustainable fashion I'm very grateful for an opportunity to have this conversation with Nicole and happy to share her wisdom on how to have a better physical and emotional stability and health overall. She's full of energy, love, authenticity, and creativity. We get into her experience fighting against bulimia and anorexia for more than 15 years, eating disorders that attacks the majority of women at some stage of our lives, and how her strength and commitment to grow got her through the constant struggles to unconditional love and self-respect. Enjoy! Nicole, welcome to Limitless Women Podcast. I am super, super thrilled to have you here in the show today one more time. It is always excited and a pleasure to connect and talk to you. Hi, Pam. Thank you for having me again. I'm very happy to be here. You all have to know that Nicole represents magic, love, and creativity. She has a really special way to enjoy life, And I truly admire you knowing the hardest moments of your life, but how you choose to make it a twist and be who you are today is incredible. Thank you, Pam. So there's lots of topics to talk about on the interview. So let's start and begin. In your early stage of life, you studied fashion design and nowadays you do lots of healing and meditation. So would love for you to tell us a little bit more of you. Perfect. Well, I started my spiritual path when I was younger, like 20 years in my 20s. And this was because when I was younger, like at 13, I suffered from eating disorders. It was a long, long period of time of years that I was struggling with this uh, sickness. So this led me to being more like connected with myself and being more spiritual. And fashion has always been a passion of mine. So When I went to study fashion to Paris, I was more into my spirituality because I was living alone. So I was like healing a lot of stuff uh, because finally I got the time to be by myself while I was studying something that I loved. So for me, it was like really disturbing to see what fashion did to the planet. Being a, a very spiritual person, I wanted to join those paths of my two passions that are being spiritual and designing an art and everything. So I decided that if I wanted to be a fashion designer, I would put on the cap of being a responsible one, doing things that are pro the environment and pro the planet. So I started like figuring out what, what could I do, but it took me years because when I came back from Paris, I didn't know what to do. I started my business, like fashion business, but it was like so depleting and it, it was not filling me. I felt that, that something was missing. It, it didn't have the intention that I wanted it to have. 
So I took the time to go to live to Tulum. I went to Tulum four months and a half. And then there I was being like present with myself and brainstorming ideas, like researching what could I do, just finding myself again to know what to create, you know? Like the idea grew in my head and the things that I do now are fashion, art, jewelry, and like lifestyle things, but they are all in like the intention behind all those things is linked with uh, with spirituality, with healing, with being your best version. And this because of all the things that I have lived, uh, life has taught me a lesson. I have learned a lot of things through my life. Being that person that has been through a lot of things and now I'm here healthy, um, capable, I think that these messages I want to share with the world because I know many people are struggling inside and they don't know where to go, they don't know who to look for, they don't know how, what, what next step to take. So as I already walked that path, I just want to share it with the world. As my passion is designing and art and everything, I just linked my two passions together and Conjure was born, that is my brand. And it's like my baby, I, I love it really much. Today, nowadays, I'm, I'm like in a rebirth and my brand is also in a rebirth. I think I am really connected to my brand because it is a piece of me. So each time that I transform, each time that I'm reborn, my brand is reborn with me. So this, this past few months that we've been like in a lockdown, I've been brainstorming and letting life flow, just enjoying my rebirth and creating new things to make my brand more, with more intention and with more, with more power and with more magic. As every single person in life, I believe that our life experiences, it makes us who we are today. So you mentioned that you had eating disorder in early age, and this is like a really typical topic that most of women suffer from young age till adulthood. So I know that you were through bulimia and anorexia. Can you share with us that experience? Yeah, sure. I, at 13, I was diagnosed with anorexia. I went to a boarding school in, in Ireland and there, there it was the, like where it detonated. So I, went, I came back to Mexico. I was really, really thin. I was really, really young. I didn't even know what was happening with, with me, with myself. There I started like my journey of healing because I was like in three hospitals for this, for eating disorders, in three clinics. I was like getting better, but then I went back again getting better and back again. So I went to really dark places where I, I was struggling a lot, like a lot of times, but my sickness kept like growing and growing. As these sickness are anorexia, bulimia, and old eating disorders are chronic diseases. Really, if you don't like treat them, uh, it could get worse and worse because these are sickness that are in the mind. So the mind is the most powerful thing we have. And when you don't have control of it, it controls your in your entire life. Then I was anorexic for a long period of time. And then I was bulimic and I really was tired. I was really depressed. I was in, in a really, really dark place. I was not myself. I got distance from all of my friends and family. My mind was really dark. Like I thought everything was against me. I thought I was not... Uh, a great person. I, I didn't value myself. I didn't honor myself. I didn't respect myself. Like I have, I had no respect for my body and it was getting out of control. So 
I remember the last the last time I I was like just super tired of this. I was in my bathroom in my toilet. This is really hard for me to tell because it's really literal. But I had a bulimic episode and I was just so tired that I was crying in my bathroom. I was just praying to God to help me, like because I I couldn't do it by myself. I was really tired. I already have gone through three clinics. I didn't get better. And I don't know, it was really, really hard. I was just praying for him to take me away or to help me get better because I couldn't stand it anymore. These sickness are really, it's really hard being there. I really don't wish that anyone has it. I, I just think about those days and it's, I, I don't even recognize myself. I was not myself. But obviously all these things were, were like the events in my life that pushed me to be more spiritual, to be more in contact with myself because I realized that no matter how many clinics I went to, uh, if I didn't want to get better, if I didn't do the work, if I didn't go deep within myself and find the things that make me sick, because obviously they are emotional things, not, not physical ones. If I didn't do this job really good and because I loved myself and because I wanted to live, I would never get better. Like it's, it all depends on you. So there, when I was crying in the bathroom, I was like, I have a lot of dreams. I have a lot of, of goals, but if I'm still here in this place, I would not accomplish anything. So I was like, God, please help me or take me away because I can't stand it anymore. It was really, really tiring. And there were moments when I didn't even want to do it, but you lose control of your body and it's horrible. Can you explain us a little bit more for those who are not familiarized with the terms bulimic and anorexia, what it means? Well, yeah, being anorexic is when you are so absorbed in your mind with calories and counting calories, you are afraid of food, so you don't eat that much or you don't eat at all. You get super, super thin. I got really, really, really thin. I was like in the bones. I, I was hospitalized. You see yourself in the mirror and you see yourself like you're fat. You feel fat, you look fat, you don't, you're so depressed. Like, it's really depressing. You're very depressed. And being bulimic is when you eat, you don't have control over the food you eat. Even if you eat one little piece of something, it detonates it and then you start eating a lot. And then you throw up everything you eat. You force it. It, it doesn't happen, happen naturally. You force yourself to throw up. So... It also, it's really depleting for the body. For It's really hard for the heart. And you make a mess of your body and your system and you fall into depression, into an anxiety. It's, it's like a really dark place to be. You started this at really young age. Yeah. Someone taught you this. You saw someone, peer pressure from friends. Or how did you start this path? When I was 13 and I started like not eating, I, I always felt that I was a little chubby and we live in a society that's very hard on, on the body. So it was outside pressure, inside pressure, family pressure. It was a lot of factors. And also it was, it was also emotional things. When I was younger, I, I lived a really hard thing that I just recently like unlocked because when you live uh, things that are that hard, you, you block them. So you don't remember. But I had a therapy two years ago, and there I, I worked through it. And when you leave traumas when you're a younger person, like at seven years old, I was like seven years, you are like held with a lot of secrets, with a lot of, of pain. 
And those things, when you don't talk about them, you they detonate into eating disorders or other types of disorder. So I think that my eating disorder came more from something emotional, something that I lived when I was younger that I didn't work through because I was really young, like seven years. And it's more emotional. It's like traumas you live in when you're like an infant. It's a lot of emotional things like not feeling valued. It has to do a lot with your family environment, with how you were treated or with your own level of sensibility because there are people that are more sensitive to things like me. I am hypersensible. So I feel things like triple the times that a normal person would feel them. That's, that's why also I think that, that I'm an artist and I love expressing myself through art because I'm really, really sensitive. So I think my journey of eating disorders started because emotional traumas that I didn't work, but also because we live in a society that has a lot of pressure in the body and, and they, they don't value you if you're not thin. So it was like a combination of many things and it exploded. So that's the thing that I know now. And how long it took you to take control of your mind and body? Oh my God, it took me years. Like I started at 13 and I like maybe 25, 26 year olds. It was when I was more stable. But even now, like I was telling you recently uh, before we started talking that I was recently uh, diagnosed with Hashimoto, that it's an autoimmune disease in the, in the thyroid gland. I think every physical sickness comes from the mind and from emotions that you have not healed. I'm 29. I still have things to work. Like you never finished with, with these things. Like you're never done with self-love. You're never done with uh, loving yourself or, or getting to know yourself because we're humans and we are in constant evolution and constant change and the constant transformation. So it's impossible that you say that you have done. Like, you, like I, I'm done with self-love because I'm a master. Like, no, it's, it's a lifetime job, you know? Uh, so I think even now, I struggle with, with my mind some days. Now I know that I have an autoimmune disease that made me bloated and made me thinner because that's the thyroid. Like, the thyroid, when you have hypothyroidism or hypothyroidism, I don't know how to say it well in English, like inflammation, when you are hyper, you get thinner. So imagine, I had that combined with my eating disorder, so my body was a mess. Actually, I think my soul was calling and calling and calling and shouting, like also my body, because I am really, 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 really very hard on, on myself. Like just now in, the, in, this, in this quarantine that we have the time to be by ourselves and be locked, locked down, I have taken the time to really heal those parts of myself that I was... I just realized because they diagnosed me with this sickness and I, and I also always go to the deepest thing like, okay, I have this sickness, but what is the emotional and the spiritual uh, meaning, you know? So uh, I really now know that I, I never loved myself as much as I wanted to love myself, that I was missing a lot of points. I, I was missing a lot of things. I was really hard on myself, like pushing me to do exercise and pushing me to eat a super healthy way. Like, those things are not healthy at all. Even though they sound, they sound healthy, they are really not healthy because your body resents it. You cannot be so hard on yourself. Life is to enjoy. Life is to go with the flow and to be more caring with yourself. Now in quarantine, I just realized 
I went on Instagram and everybody was doing lives of fitness exercise. So I was like, oh my God, this is a bomb. I just took a sacred pause, like to be by myself, with myself. I post a lot of things in my social media because I really needed to heal my things. The universe was like, stop, stop everything. You need to be by yourself. You need to reflect on many things. You, start, you need to start being more conscious. Like the universe was sending us that message, but what do we do? Mm-hmm. We go on Instagram and we do the same things, but like on, on, the, on the web, you know? Like, I think this time for me, the message, the important me- message from the universe was to stop doing everything and just be by yourself to heal the parts that you need to heal in order to, to, to evolve. Because I, I think we're in, in, a, in a period of evolution. And if you don't take this time to heal, you will not evolve because planet Earth is evolving. Its energy, its frequency, it's going up, up, up. And the humans, we need to evolve with it because if not, we're not going to be able to keep it up. Absolutely. So with all these things that have happened to me these two months, that it's a lot, Hashimoto disease, me being so, I, I realized I was not loving myself enough. So I now I'm really practicing self-love, but from another point. I was really too harsh on my routines. I was really harsh on my on my timing. And I was not even letting myself enjoy the things. Like I, I didn't enjoy myself to be present because I was really locked in my times, in my schedule. I was really being harsh with myself without even knowing. And I was really far from my soul. I, I was really far from myself and from my self-love. And I was not even noticing, but I was in the rush of life in the spiritual way, but I was in a rush, you know, because there's a super tiny line between being spiritual and connected with the planet and with the flow of life and being in the rush of life, because it's really something that everybody's is in it. Everybody's in the rush. Everybody's in the not being that person. It's really easy to tell it. It's really easy to say to all the people to be present, be in the moment, but the moment you have to do it by yourself, it's really hard. And Many people don't even do it, you know, because I don't know, I was preaching, but I was not doing the best that I could because I was really consumed by my social media, my schedule, my routines, being so, wanted to be so perfect in the, in the healthy way that it's unhealthy when you try to be perfect because perfection doesn't exist. And when you strive for, when, when you strive to be perfect, you go down a dark hole. So really, for me, Hashimoto, this sickness has brought a lot of light to me, a lot of light in many things that I thought that I was already very good. They were healed, but I now know that I have to do the work, that I have to keep going, that I have to love myself in a way that I've never loved myself. Like if I was my own mother, you know, that's healing your inner child, being compassionate, not being so so stressed about doing exercise or my schedule or doing everything perfectly. Like now I am more compassionate and more allowing. I now let myself flow more with my days. And I don't know, I just know what makes me feel good and I do it, but no, I don't do it with the, with the rush that I used to do it or with the strictness that I used to do it. I now do it from a place of love. I now move my body because I love my body. I eat because I love my body. I create because I love creating. Doing things from love is what has changed my life today because I was very far from that. I was doing things because I had to do them because I I thought that I had to do do them in order to feel good. But now I changed that intention and I now do things 
from love. I do things, everything that I do comes from love. So everything changed. I feel more, more relaxed. I feel more connected to myself. I feel more happy. Well, I had to do diet changes because of my, of my, of this sickness, but I have to meditate more. I have to do so exercise, but slowly and like connecting more with my body. I don't know. It changed my entire perception of life in two months. So Which is really interesting. And I love that you mentioned all this because we are such in a rush of life that we forget sometimes to chill. But right now, when we have the time to do multiple things that we always put excuse that we lack time to do them, but we are such in a rush to go out again. And I love that you mentioned that this is part of an evolution. And if we don't heal whatever we have to heal and improve to become the best version of ourselves on this time, it's going to be harder when all this lockdown ends. So going a little bit back, you mentioned that you have to be more conscious with their relationship with food, which is sometimes really hard. You also mentioned that social media has like a big propaganda of stereotype of woman how we have to look how perfect we have to be how beautiful and stunning we have to be in order to be liked by other people and be approved because those images are the ones that they have most of likes most of comments uh, yeah. they become really popular which sometimes it's really shallow and men they don't know what a woman have to go through in order to look that way or how bad the self-esteem it's affected and it's completely emotional because it's when a lack of confidence lack of self-esteem on this process to have a very relationship <clears throat> with our mind with our body with our food with life we have to give it the time thanks for being a, such a good example of that evolution because it's not easy at all But no, it's not. You it's have to worth it. You said like it's a chronic disease. It's not physical. It's emotional. For me, it's so sad. I, I am sad because of this situation. The things you mentioned of social media and things like that, I now laugh because, I mean, there's a lot of Photoshop. There's a lot of mm -hmm. false uh, images. Now that I'm connected to myself and to my truth and my power, I look now at those images that in the past I was admiring and they were like my goals. It's really saddening because it's really empty, you know, like, like you know, I now realize when a, when a person is really empty, where, when a person is not being themselves, because I don't know, the energy they emanate, it's not authentic and it's not strong enough. But it's, it saddens me because there's a lot of young girls There's a lot of young people that are following those accounts and they are really fragile in their self-esteem because at that age, you are just figuring out life. You're just figuring out who you are. So it really saddens me that the influential world in social media has become a thing of branding and of, of look at my body and of you have like the perfect body, the perfect life. That doesn't exist. Like perfection is not real. To go after something that you cannot reach, you can never reach perfection because it's false, you know? So it's really saddening for me that these kind of messages are still going out. So me, I'm not an influencer, but 
but I have social media that I use to influence the people that follow me. And I use it to give up a message, a raw message. Like I'm never lying about how I'm feeling. I'm never putting up the perfect picture, you know, like you, you have to be raw and you have to give messages that really touch the, uh, the people's like people's life that really help them through life, you know, because if you're using social media, use it for good, not for pretending or for, or for feeling emptiness that you have, that you have not yet healed. And you use social media for, because you need likes or you need people to, mm -hmm. to praise you. I think that social media also has to evolve, you know, because people are, are starting. I think we have to be more conscious. And I, I think this time that we're all living is, is the time for us to evolve and to be more conscious of those things that are really not helping us in any levels and in, in anything. Like they're just making us more physical and we're not just physical we're also spiritual so we need to be more spiritual we need to be more conscious of our bodies of our energy of our of our soul like i don't know those things that we don't pay attention that much are the most important ourselves like time with ourselves time with our emotions time with our with our everyday life with who we are partnering with who we are friends with who we who we see on social media, who we see on TV. All those things are so important because they intoxicate our soul, intoxicate our energy, and we don't even notice. Like, we're so consumed by physical life that we don't even pay attention that, to the spiritual life. That is the most important part of life because you create your life through your mind and through your emotions. And if you don't pay attention to those things, you're not creating your life. You're letting other people and society create your own experience. And life is not about that. Life is about you creating your own life and being your best self, your highest self, not, not letting social media or media or, or society consume you so that they can create your experience. So because all the lessons that you have been in life, it completely give you a different turn who you are and what you do today. So right now you're healer Hashi. Can you explain mm -hmm. us what it means to be a healer Hashi and how it's combined with meditations well healer hashi is me because i am healing my own hashimoto i am healing myself so i can help others heal heal themselves because i think the road i'm living now of hashimoto disease is the road that is taking me to be my more authentic self and without being ashamed of who i am living my truth living by my core values and it's combined with what i do today because My brand is a brand that's a, it's a lifestyle brand. All the products that I create are for us and for the people to heal themselves and to know that the healer of their lives is, is you. Like you are your own healer. You don't need to go to expensive gurus. We need to connect to our wisdom. Like right now in these times that we are living, we need to know that we are wise, that we are powerful, that we are souls that are magical and we are capable of creating our own experiences. And the things that we create and the things that we experience are the consequences of things that we have not healed and the consequences of things that we are not conscious in our minds that we keep thinking and believing and that are false. For example, the girls that think that if they are not thin, they are not happy. That's a false belief. That's a false belief that it's so in, inside your subconscious mind that it leads your life, but you are not conscious of that thought. So we nowadays have to be conscious of the things we believe, of the things we think, we feel, because those are the things that are creating our experiences. So 
what I'm doing with my own path, with my own life, with my own darkness, and all the sicknesses that I have been through and that I am through now, uh, like being in Hashimoto now that I'm just healing because I just started my, my treatment and everything. But what I want to express and to help the world with is to know that we are capable to heal ourselves if only we are conscious enough and we are willing to take the path of the inner self, to take a deep dive into our own souls, into our own minds and discover what are the things that we believe and that are making us sick. It's like being honest with yourself. We're living lives that, and we are not even being honest with ourselves. We need to start having the time every day to sit with ourselves and be honest with ourselves. And be honest if we're happy, if we're doing the things that make us happy. We, we need to start writing what we believe and start analyzing if we believe things that are true to ourselves or, or we are believing things that, are, that were implanted to us by society and by our families. Like, it's a really, really hard uh, road, I know. It's really hard and it's a lot, but I think it's the best investment you can do. Because if you're not good with yourself, if you're not in a place of love, if you're not in a place of peace, you will not be able to create a life of peace and of love because everything comes from the inside. So we have to have the time to go inside, to have the time to heal ourselves, to know that we are wise enough, to know that we are powerful enough to heal ourselves. And nature gives us a lot of tools like crystals, quartz, essential oils, herbs, even organic fabrics to do clothing. And that's my brand. You know, my brand is a brand that honors the tools that nature has given us, like crystals, oils. As I'm a fashion designer, I have ecological fabrics. We all have the tools. We just need to use them. So my brand is, is there to create pieces that are beautiful pieces that you can wear every day and you can, that you can use every day and they feel so good and they are so pretty. They have another intention. They have the intention to connect yourself with the power that you have inside, with the wisdom you have and the magic you have. Really, I'm creating tools to help you be your best self and to heal yourself and to heal your path and to connect with your inner self and heal it. That's my main drive. I live for this. I love this. This is my passion. My passion is to help people. And my other passion is to design. So I combine them and this is my brand, this conjure. As being a fashion designer, and you mentioned at the beginning of the interview, that industry was shallow for you in a certain way. Yeah. Because of so many reasons. It's not helping the environment in the world because it's really shallow and lots of pressure of have this perfect body. But you wanted to contribute to society in a different way. I love that you are creating and you didn't give up as being a designer. All this, what's happening right now, it's a positive change for your brand. Yeah, I think we have to take everything in a positive way because if not, we're lost in life. But for all the creatives out there that are like confused and worried and in fear, I would tell them that to be calm and to, and to just sit with themselves. And now is the time to think, what can my brand contribute to society and to the planet? And from there, start to create and to renovate. It's like a rebirth for everyone. So I think it's a great opportunity to take another road, being more authentic and offering products that are more sustainable and with the intention of helping more people, you know? Not that much like just shallow things, but to really create things with intention. I would encourage every creative out there to take this time to think about those things and start creating from that place. I would love also to talk about the Hashimoto disease. 
what were your symptoms and causes and how you knew you had this? I now feel great. Uh, I've been just like three weeks in my treatment, but my, my symptoms were like fatigue. I was falling into small periods of depression and anxiety, panic attacks. My heartbeat was really fast sometimes. Uh, I could not breathe. Like I felt that, that I could not breathe. I was really tired. Like for me, going to the supermarket was really tiring. Like just take a bath. It was like a triple effort for me. Like it would be for a normal person. My body didn't absorb all the nutrients it could absorb. I was getting like really swollen in my body. Not fat, but swollen. Like my face was, was puffy. Uh, my body was getting like, not fatter, but yes, like uh, inflammated, uh, bloated, sorry. I could not eat a lot of things because they were really harsh on my body, like food allergies. I was really tired all the time. Like I had no energy. Mood swings, a lot of mood swings, like really, really hard for me because I was from being happy to being really sad or from being really happy to being really worried or, or angry. So for me, it was like confusing because I didn't know what was happening. So I went to a lot, a lot of doctors, but really Hashimoto, they cannot diagnose it like in an early stage because it doesn't appear in your blood test until it's really like there. So I had this sickness for a lot of years and I didn't even know. So now I redid my blood test with another doctor and it came out. So, so now I'm happy that I know what I have because now I can treat it and I can be my best person. Because now I changed my diet. I went from vegan to pescatarian to now eating a lot of protein. I eat protein like five times a day. Animal protein. You mean. Uh -huh. Small amounts, but I have to eat protein. Like I'm doing the paleo diet now because the other diets were like really bad for my body. Like we are all different. So being vegan is not for everyone. Everybody needs different things. We are so naive that we fall into all the marketing things of being vegan and of being pescatarian. And of, when really you have to know your body. Nobody can tell you what's right for your body or not because everybody is different and everybody needs different things. So my body right now needs to eat this way. So I am eating this way and I'm feeling a lot better with a lot more energy. I'm doing exercises that are less harsh to my body, like more slowly, like yoga, meditation, uh, walking. I cannot run, swimming. I'm like really taking it slow, but really connecting with my body in a super different way, like healing it, you know, like being conscious of what I'm doing, of every movement and really loving every part of my body because I have my entire body and I am grateful for it. It has changed my perception of life in a lot of, in a lot of, in a lot of senses because I was scared to eat animal protein for a lot of years because I thought it was not pure, because I was really into the vegan thing. And now I am eating meat. I'm really grateful that I can eat meat that heals my body. And it changed a lot. The thing that I was telling you, I now do things from a place of love. I now eat meat from a place of love. I do exercise from a place of love. I eat my veggies from a place of love. So right now it's all about love for me. Like I do everything from love because I really want to be in a good place with myself to feel good, you know? So it's like my past, like all my fears around food and my body dissipated. And now I am, I want to feel great. I want to be good to myself because I'm really sad of all the things that I have done to my body. Hashimoto was the, the last drop. It was for me like, oh my God, really? Another one? Like another side effect of 
all what you damage your body. Yeah, exactly. So now I'm, I'm like, I pushed my fears away. I pushed my wanting to be perfect away. And now I am just flowing with life. I never felt so good. When you relax yourself and you allow your body to be, it becomes another thing. Like even you get, like you feel your best. You don't have to be so rough on yourself and so strict. You mentioned that not every single diet is for everyone. You just have mm. to listen to yourself. And it's not because keto is a bad diet. Neither being vegan is bad. Whatever you choose. But if you are in peace with your body, that's what it counts. And it takes a lot of effort. And believe us, like we know what we're talking about. You are not alone. And Nicole is giving us a perfect example of how doing things with love, it changed the perspective of life. And I love that you're mentioning this because in my intentions and statements that I always yeah. have in my journey is feel, think, and act with love. I have this in a couple of years ago, and it's really present because we can feel when we are not acting or thinking or feeling with love. Yeah. Can you quick us tell us a couple of advices how to make peace with your mind, body, and how are you treating yourself? Yeah, sure. So it's a long path, but I think that the first step is being honest with yourself. Like sit down with yourself, write all the things you believe about yourself and just analyze them. And from there start. I do this thing every morning when I write in my journal, I have the phrase, I am. Every morning I write, I am grateful because I am, and you have to put an adjective. And I make a list, a long list of the things I know I am now. So they are things that elevate my frequency, that elevate my love for myself. But we have to be honest with ourselves, like where we are standing now, how we treat ourselves, how we talk to ourselves. It's really about being conscious. It's hard because we are not used to being conscious. We're not used to be present with our own dialogue. Just if I ask yourself, how do you talk to yourself? You will be like, oh my God, I have never noticed how I talk to myself. A lot of people don't notice. This is a great exercise to be present and to really be conscious of how you talk to yourself and change the dialogue to, from negative to positive. You have to do it, but it, it's a conscious thing. It takes time, but you have to do it so it, it can become a habit. So you can do it like day, daily. You have to do it daily because you have to grow the love from yourself. And another advice I would give is to stop following accounts on Instagram that just make you anxious, that just give you anxiety and stress. Stop following them and stop meeting with people that cause you the same things because those are the people that just don't nurture your life. On the contrary, they intoxicate you and you start living from a place of anxiety. And so really be conscious of the people you're choosing to be with and the accounts you choose to follow and the things you choose to read and to see on YouTube. All those things affect you. Just start reading and writing things that nurture your soul. This is very important. And do exercise, move your body, but not from a place of, I want to have that body. Just move your body because your body needs to be moving because it's energy and the energy that is not moving, it gets stuck. So move your body because you love your body, because you praise your body, because it can do the amazing things it can do. So just really start being conscious of why you do the things you do, of how you talk to yourself, of what you believe from yourself and about your life. Start analyzing those things and start changing 
everything. <laughs> what makes you happy and inspire you every day? What makes me happy every day? Mm, being with my loved ones makes me really happy. Being with myself in the place that I am now makes me really happy and inspires me a lot because I admire my body, I admire myself, and I love the path that I'm in. So I honor myself and it inspires me. Nature inspires me a lot. Meditating inspires me a lot. Love, just love. Love is what inspires me and moves me because I find love in me. I find love in the people that I love and that I surround myself with, and I find love in nature. So really the root, the thing that the main thing that inspires me is love. Who has been your role model or your biggest inspiration in life? My biggest inspiration in life? I think it would be my grandmother. Why? I have a really good friendship with her. She's really into spiritual things like me, like into Reiki and crystals and Every time I talk to her, it's like a really deep conversation. Since I was a little kid, I remember she told me one day, like, you remember this when you're older, you're a really, really sensitive person and you're here to change the world. That got stuck in my mind, you know? And now I have a really good relationship with her. I love her. I love her a lot. And she's a really good, like a, a role model to me because she's a person that inspires happiness to me. She's happy. She's She's always flowing with life. She's always, like, she has an energy that I love. Like, she's like the sun. She has a beautiful energy that I love. And she's always, like, teaching me something. She understands me even though I don't, I can sit with her, not talking. And she already knows what I, like, what I'm feeling and what I want to express to her. And she always has the best advice and the best piece of conversation that I learn a lot from her. And she's always been there to support me and, I feel her love even in the distance. She's like my, my role model, really. I love her. Which is incredible because they are from other complete different generations. Yeah. And how we can learn from them, it's um, unbelievable. It's amazing. And uh, yeah. I know that you love to read and being like really inspired. What are you reading on this time? Or what is your favorite book? My favorite book is The Four Agreements. I love that book. And actually now I am reading another book from him that it's called The Mastery of Love. And it's amazing. I would recommend it to every, everyone. The, the books of this, of this man are amazing and I love them. Also, another of my favorite books is uh, A Curse in Miracles that I'm still reading also because it's a long book because it's, they are many lessons. And I am also reading now uh, The Power of Kabbalah. Mm -hmm. Those are the books I am reading. You are also into statements and quotes, things that make you grow and have a different motivation. Which are your favorite ones? My favorite quote is, we are magic. Like, you are magic. And also another quote that I, that I am recently like really thinking daily is that I have the power to heal myself. Mm -hmm. And we all do. So that's another one super powerful yeah if you would like to pass the lesson you have learned through your life to your kids or next generation what it would be yeah it would be to live life to the fullest just being yourself loving yourself and being authentically who you are without even questioning it you know i when i have children because i i want to have children 
I will really, I want to give them the tools to know themselves and to give them the freedom to be themselves because I think in this world, we are lacking authentic people. So I want my kids and, and I want the people in the world that are here now to really shine with their, with their own light because I, one of my dreams is seeing this planet filled with, with people shining with their own light. So imagine everyone with a different color of light and shining, like that would be amazing. Like every people being their authentic self. So that would be the message. What are you doing to keep alive your purpose in life and for your business? What am I doing? I, every day I, I sit with myself and I meditate and I question myself, what can I do today that can benefit the world and that can, can benefit me? That's what I do to keep my purpose alive. This is awesome because like I did exactly the same thing. Yeah. And yeah, I'm more right now because of Limitless Women, mm -hmm. uh, more about what can I do and how can I help other women to grow in all areas of our life and in their businesses. And that's amazing. Yeah. So for last, if you would have like right now the opportunity to ask people, to ask probably future clients or community, for help and to help your business and to help your purpose, what it would be? I would ask people to really give themselves the opportunity to dive into their inner world and be their best version. And well, I have the tools for that in my brand. So to really take the time to go take a look and allow themselves to, to be moved by some of my pieces and really allow the power of nature, help them into being their best version and creating their best life filled with magic and with light. So that's what I would ask. Amazing. Well, I'll wish you all the best. And I'm really happy to connect with super women like you that have an amazing and clear purpose in life and with such a good brand that you are you. creating because it has meaningful message. Thank you for having me. I love you so much. And I appreciate this conversation with you always. I learn a lot also. Me too. Bye. Love you. Thank you. Thank you, Nicole. She's a great example to remind ourselves that every thought has a huge impact in our life. It is very important to create a space in our daily routine to practice peace, joy, and gratitude to every moment we have. Let's stop following people and accounts that make us feel frustrated or less. If you are going through bulimia, anorexia, or any other mental disorder, please ask for help and take immediate care of yourself. If you would like to reach out to Nicole, please follow her on Instagram as NicoleVC and Conjure by Nicole. Stay safe and healthy there. And remember, you can do anything you want. And until next time, truly yours. If you like this podcast, please go on iTunes or any other platform and give us five star review. That would help me to reach out to more like-minded people and help more women to grow their businesses and assist in what they do. Thank you and don't forget to smile.